Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast where we're talking about how to deal with negative thoughts. You're gonna have them and they're probably one of the main things that are gonna prevent you from getting the results you want. So better learn how to deal with them. Uh, the first thing is that we don't want to run away from them. I want you to start being brave and courageous and facing these negative thoughts head on because they're just thoughts. And it's kind of like the cliche bully in a movie. Until you stand up with them, you'll never be able to overcome them and defeat them uh, because they're constantly chirping in your head. And if you've been trying to lose weight for a while, you probably have a lot of negative thoughts swirling around in your head and they've got to be addressed because so often these negative thoughts are, again, are, are, are kind of just like the bully in the movie again, back to that, where they just kind of wither um, once we stand up to them. So... There's all kinds of different negative thoughts and I could talk about this for hours. So we're just going to kind of cover overall general principles of dealing with negative thoughts. But the main thing is really awareness, becoming aware of what those negative thoughts are because you don't have a million negative thoughts. You really have most likely a core few negative thoughts that are really sabotaging you. So we want to figure out what those are. Now, the other piece is that as you move down the process of losing weight, different negative thoughts appear. Right? So that's kind of how it works. So we want to be aware of what these negative thoughts are. So this requires that you start to become more sensitive to what you're saying to yourself. We call this your internal dialogue. And this is one of the most important things that's impacting your weight loss ultimately. And the things you're saying to yourself are usually beliefs and ideas you have that aren't necessarily true. So that is why the first step is becoming aware of them. The second question is really facing them. And we face them by asking them questions like, is this really true? A lot of times these little thoughts and beliefs get their power from never being questioned, right? They've been, you've been whispering the same stuff to yourself for decades, most likely. You may say things like, oh, no matter what we do, we're never going to lose weight. You can't do this. You can't stick to this. You got no willpower. Again, we all have our different flavor of what we're saying, but we're saying something. And so we want to grab that thought and we want to pull it out in front of us and we want to question it because a lot of times what's going on in the back of our mind when we're saying that, that thought, it's really a subconscious thought and we're believing it, buying into it, and it's affecting how we're thinking. So when we grab it and bring it out front, now we want to use the full force of our mindset and say, is that really true? Is it true that no matter what I do, I cannot lose weight? And a lot of times when you look at that completely logically, you're going to say, that is not true. Of course, if I reduce calories consistently over time, of course I'm going to lose weight. I guess the real issue is I struggle to do it consistently. Great. That's a clarifying process we just did. We didn't let that little phrase in the back just discourage us and sabotage us. We grabbed it, we brought it out, and we questioned it. And as you get used to doing this process, because you're going to need to do this forever, because you're always going to have negative thoughts, but as you start practicing this, you start to become more and more empowered, more and more confident, because a lot of times, whatever we're saying in the back here, half the time, it's complete goofiness. It doesn't even, it's not real, but we've never really questioned it. The other part, a lot of times it is real and we need to come up with a counter suggestion to it. And so we may say something, you can't stick to anything. And so we look back and we say, is that true? Now, it may be true that you haven't been able to stick to a plan in the past, but now we use our full mind and we say, okay, it's true. I haven't been able to stick to a plan in the past. What can I do to change that? How can I make it so that I can stick to a plan this time? You see? And so we don't just let these thoughts just run the, the, run the, the show. We pull them out and we question them and we realize, no, I'm in charge of this. Me, who wants to achieve the goal of being thin and healthy, I'm the one who's in control. And when I have these negative thoughts, I'm going to grab them and I'm going to reflect on them. I'm going to find a solution to them. So that eventually what happens is 
you work through a lot of these negative beliefs and you don't have this, this sabotage effect that you feel where you're doing so well and then all of a sudden you get off track. Instead, you start to truly understand how to run your own mind, how to drive the bus so that you can get the results you want. So take some time to think about this is a forever process. I, 30 years into it, I'm still being aware of negative thoughts I have. So this is a process you use forever, but it's fun because I think there's no better way to really progress and move forward in life than to start eliminating or dealing with the negative thoughts that are rolling around in your mind. And once you do that, it is an absolute foundational shift in what you're doing here. So again, take some time to think about this and I wish you the best with this. Uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Anything weight related, feel free. We can talk about anything here <laughs> in terms of weight uh, that may be bothering you. But yeah, the negative thoughts, I really, you know, at the end of the day, that's probably most of what I help people with at the core. I mean, there's certainly strategy and knowing what to do. That's a big part of it, no doubt about it. But whether you do those things or not, a lot of that comes down to the thoughts you have and are consistently thinking. And so if you don't get control over your thoughts and um, you know start to really deal with them, you're running scared to some degree. You know, and we don't want to be that way. I, I keep referencing like movies with a cliche bully, but it's very much like that. If you just keep running away from the bully, they just keep chasing you, right? And it's the same thing with these negative thoughts almost all the time. And so once you learn to stand up to them, that's the first step to making profound shifts and changes. Um, Erica says, how do you catch the negative self-talk when it's so subconscious that you don't know what's happening? Yeah, that's a great question, Erica. Uh, I will give you my answer to that. And... That's my program. Now, I'm not saying you can't do it on your own for sure, but I think it's a combination of the first thing you got to do is you've got to learn to quiet down uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. You've got to quiet things down because it's metaphorically, it's kind of like if you're in a room where there's a TV on 10 playing a show, there's a radio blasting on 10 and there's 20 people talking, right? It's very difficult to hear things. And this a lot of times is how we feel inside of ourselves, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Physically, we got all this stress because of the shitty eating. Uh, mentally, we're just chattering negatively in our head and emotionally, we're just all over the place. And so that uses up a lot of our attention. It's hard to recognize the negative thoughts. So you really have to, as a practice, at some point during the day, somewhat consistently, you've got to learn to quiet your mind, body, and emotions down. And so in Program Yourself then we use hypnosis as a way to do this. That's probably the easiest, quickest way. Meditation's another one. Um, there are other insight, you know, strategies as well. But meditation and, and hypnosis are two of my favorites. And so every time you're doing hypnosis, you are quieting all those things down. You're quieting your body, mind, and emotions down. And that alone helps you to become much more aware of the negative thoughts. So that's one way to do it. The other way to do it is to pay attention to your emotions and your behaviors. And so if you recognize emotionally you're feeling kind of down, thoughts are kind of the hardest thing to be aware of because they're non-physical and we can have a thousand thoughts in a minute, okay? So that's a challenging thing to always be aware. Oh, I'm having a negative thought. I'm having a negative thought. That's very difficult to do. So we want to go to the grosser levels of reality, which again, physical. Um, it's a lot easier to tell, I'm in a bad mood. I'm stressed out. I'm sad. You know, whatever whatever mood we're in is usually easier for us to recognize than the, the random fleeting thoughts we have. So recognizing what behavior you're in is another part that's uh, easier than the thoughts. And then the easiest one of all is the behaviors. What behaviors are you doing? So 
how this works usually is we got to reverse engineer it though, right? This is why, again, in Program Yourself Thin, we have the redo technique because it's very difficult to change things forward facing. Like we live life kind of in this first person perspective and we don't have a lot of perspective on it. And so we're always kind of going through life moment to moment and we're trying to change things. It's very difficult to do that. So we need to have the ability, I believe, to take a step back and kind of see ourselves from a different angle. And so that's a big part of what the Program Yourself Thin technique is, the redo rehearsal technique. So... We recognize the behaviors when you overeat, when you eat the shitty food, whatever kind of unhealthy eating behavior you do, you can look back at that and start to say, what triggered that? And what the process is really is there's behavior that is created by your state or your mood, how you feel, and your state or your mood is usually created by the thoughts that you have. So a lot of times you got to reverse engineer it initially to start catching those thoughts. Um, and as you start practicing this, though, you start to recognize the thoughts that show up a lot. Like I said, most people have a handful of thoughts that they're constantly thinking that are very negative. This is what I've found. And once you start to get a handle on these negative thoughts, especially the core ones, it starts to feel a lot more exciting because you start to feel untethered, you know, from the old you. So it is a process is what I'm trying to say. And I would say the most important piece of it is to consistently quiet yourself down so you gain more awareness of what's going on inside of you. Because again, thoughts, you have a million thoughts a moment. And if you're just an average American, you're so distracted, it's very difficult to catch your thoughts. So again, hypnosis and meditation are a way to develop your sensitivity, your acuity, your ability to pick up those thoughts. And then once you find them, you know, you move into dealing with them. But yeah, they are very subconscious. So yeah, you need, you need kind of a process to, to find those is what I have found. But it's, again, it's one of the most important things because, um, yeah, this is super helpful. Yeah, it is. It's super helpful because <laughs> I tell you, like, every time when I work with people, like, initial stuff is usually strategic to begin with, and then we move into mindset and thoughts, you know, especially the negative thoughts we have. And that becomes a lot of the process because I guarantee if you've been struggling with weight, you've got a lot of negative thoughts that you're cycling through that you probably don't even realize. And what they do is, again, they keep you stuck in being who you've been. And that's how your mind works. It basically, it's like, okay, this is who you are. And so you kind of live up or down to that self-image because of the thoughts ultimately kind of accumulate into a self-image, an identity, who you believe you are. And you have all these bullshit ideas about yourself that aren't real, especially when it comes to weight because a lot of your ideas are really filtered through the diet mindset, the diet marketing you've received your whole life. And so that, that's a challenge. Yeah, that's what you got to work on, though. And a lot of people aren't thinking on that level. They're just thinking they need a meal plan or a workout plan. And uh, I think they're missing a whole bunch of stuff. If you just think that's all you need, I think you're missing a lot there. Um, Connie says, any particular apps or types of meditation for weight loss? Um, you know, that's a good question. Certainly for meditation, uh, a bunch of people in the program that, that started meditating uh, really like the Insight Insight app. I think it's called Insight Timer. And so that brings you some guided meditations, you know, and some other, other things with it. So Insight Timer seems to be pretty popular. I use Timefully, but I use a different meditation. When I meditate, it's a silent meditation. So I, it's basically just a timer that tracks, you know, how long I've been doing it. But the Insight Timer is a nice way to start where it's some guided meditations. In terms of meditations for weight loss, I... Uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm biased. Obviously I like mine. I got some on my YouTube channel. Uh, I have SoundCloud. If you ever search up Jim Kitsoulis and SoundCloud, I have some sessions up there, but, but the most sessions, 
Because I don't think it's so much the sessions. There's no magical hypnosis session that's going to make you a thin person. So there's, that just doesn't exist. And I hate to say this. I'm always want to support my fellow hypnotists. But, you know, again, I, 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 I always promise you guys I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> so I, if, if hypnosis sessions could just make you thin, I'd be just selling hypnosis sessions. But, but the, I have not seen that work because what typically happens, even if it's a great session, is it'll work for a little while and then the effects will wear off. Ultimately, you've, you've got to learn how to run your own mind. There's no other way that I've seen to really transform your weight long term. And so the hypnosis sessions, again, they're a nice supplement for sure. They're very, very powerful as a supplement. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't really I don't even know who's got other than me, I don't. I don't know. I, I know there are people. I just don't pay attention. So you have to find that. Um, summer one. I love to bake, but when I bake, I end up eating too much, so I don't bake anymore. Can't balance it. Uh, I don't believe that you can't balance it. I will tell you that. That I think that's one of those negative beliefs. And I, I get it. It's based on your experiences. That's one of the ones. Remember, I said there's basically two categories of negative beliefs. Ones that are just totally dumb and bullshit that we've just been believing, so we haven't questioned them. And there's ones that are real, real, and they're based on reality. That's one of the real ones. But I would bet, um, again, even the word can't, I know everyone hates when I pick on semantics, but it's not technically true that you can't balance it. It's not technically true that you can, it's it's not technically true that you can't bake and not eat less of it. Like that's not technically true because if I said, I'll give you a million bucks if you bake some, whatever you, you typically bake, if I said, I'll give you a million bucks if you bake that and don't eat any of it. Well, that'd be the easiest you'd do in a second, right? Um, so... I love that that word can't I'm very, very sensitive to because it's just not accurate. So I'm, I'm not trying to be picky about the words. I'm just saying it's literally not accurate. You may say I've had trouble. I have struggled to balance it out. Okay. But that's a different conversation because can't is a very specific word and it's not accurate in this context. So again, no one likes when I nitpick words, but it's very, very accurate. And so once you start moving down that path of getting more accurate, you start, it, it's again, really what it is. It's a basically... It's a problem to solution um, arc, you know? And so we start with, I can't I can't bake and not eat all the food, okay? And so we move around and say, well, actually, it's not that you can't, it's that you don't know how or you haven't been able to. Well, okay, fine, fine. And so once we do that, um, you know, we start moving towards the solution of what what is the solution? I'd like to be able to bake and not be eating too much while I'm doing it. And I'd like it to be easy, natural, and automatic for myself. That's who I'd like to be. Yeah. And so, again, I'm not saying you can just do that just by saying that, but what it does is it primes your subconscious mind to start finding those solutions. It opens up the potential that I could bake and actually just eat fine. And there's a lot of strategies you could use to do that. I've worked with a lot of people to do it. So I know you've struggled with it, but I would say it's just purely or primarily anyways, a lack of strategy. You don't have a good strategy to bake and not eat all the baking stuff while you're eating it. And if you had that strategy, you'd be a lot further along. Um, Hannah says, yes, exactly. It's always my thoughts that what am I working on? It's more than just diet. Yeah, exactly. You've got to work on more than just the diet. I mean, geez, this is what I try and get out here every day with you guys and say that, you know, you've been struggling for decades and I don't know why people, you know, it's just like people in my program, we were talking about this last night. It's like, you know, people in the program are just killing it and they like, they want to tell their friends, but it's like working on your mindset is so it's just seen as like, mm, okay, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's just so dismissive about it. And it's like, but they're so dismissive and they've been struggling with their weight for 30 years. 50 pounds overweight, struggling for 30 years and they're so dismissive of the mindset thing. And what? 
What? So what are you going to do? What are they going to do? I'm going to get Manjuro. I'm going to start my keto plan again. Day one tomorrow. I'm going to start eating clean Monday. Okay. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, the first thing you got to do is you got to open your mind up. It's the classic like Zen teacher where the, the student goes to the Zen teacher and goes, I've been studying Zen for 20 years and I studied with this master. I know this and I know this meditation technique. And um, he goes, would you like some tea? And he starts pouring tea and he just keeps filling it up, right? The, the master, he's filling it, filling it, filling it, filling it. And it's all overflowing over the side. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, just like the teacup, you can't put anything in if it's already full. You know, and this is what you're like. You know everything, but you don't know shit. <laughs> you know, not, not, don't take it personally. But again, we just have to look at the facts. If you've been struggling with your weight for 30 years, you don't fucking know what to do. So stop saying you know what to do. I just got to get myself to do it. Oh my God. That's the, that is the dieter's mantra. And I, I just full of shit. (laughs) What do you want? Right? I mean, so it's it's always like, if you're not focusing your thoughts in this process, I, I, again, if if you got a better strategy than that, I'd love to hear it, but I've never seen anyone successfully master their weight. And when I say master their weight, I mean, lose the weight and keep it off long-term. So yeah, everyone, anyone can lose weight for a little while following a keto plan or intermittent fasting, but I'm not impressed by that. If you can't keep it up, then who gives a shit? Yeah. Well, a lot of people, apparently that's all they care about. I just want to lose weight quick. For a little while. I always say that. Kind <laughs> uh, of says, thank you. I'm so focused on the personal development piece. It's what I always was missing. Yeah, the personal development piece. Yeah, wrapping your weight loss and personal development is probably um, one of the most important shifts you can make, I would suggest. Uh, because we want to make it... Let's write myself a little note here. Uh we want to make it so that it's easy for us to succeed, you know? And so you can't make it easy for yourself to succeed and think like a dieter. Ain't never going to work. So yeah, changing yourself into the best version of yourself as part of this is, is much better. Um, someone wrote something in a language I can't read. Um, <laughs> Ricky's here. What's up, Ricky? Shouldn't you be studying? Oh no, you got in school. You're vacation. What am I saying? <laughs> Do you think that everything you're talking about also applies to people with health problems that affect weight loss like PCOS, etc.? Um, I do. Because, listen, I, I also accept that there's physical realities. You, you got PCOS, Hashimoto's, insulin resistance, thyroid issues, hormonal issues, menopause issues. Those are all real things. I'm not some crazy person who just thinks you can just, you know, those aren't real. Those aren't real factors. They are. They're absolutely real challenges. However, at the end of the day, even with those physical challenges, it really comes down to what you're eating. It's always comes down to what you're eating consistently and how you're living, especially if you have physical issues. So that's why for people with physical issues, lifestyle piece is absolutely crucial. And so, but absolutely, because I work with people, I've, I've my whole career primarily has been working with women in some phase of menopause, helping them lose weight. I do it every single day. <laughs> and then I, on top of that, I work with people with PCOS, Hashimoto's, insulin resistance. I've, I've worked with people with all of these things. Is it a little slower sometimes? Is it a little harder sometimes? Yes. Is it impossible? No. So absolutely, everything I'm saying is, I think, even more important because people that once once you have a physical thing, it's so hard. It's so hard not to be like, well, I'm in menopause. I guess this is my new weight. You know, and so we just, we believe that. Talk about negative thoughts. Um, oh, I'm in menopause, so I can't lose weight now. You know, that, that never a bigger lie has been said. I'm not saying that it isn't more difficult. You lose weight slower than you did. That possibly, okay? So I'm not, I'm not pretending that doesn't exist. But what I am saying is that even regardless of those physical issues, you still have the ability to change your weight. So I think it's very important. The mindset is even more important in those situations. Um, but in those situations too, you really got to focus in on the lifestyle. Lifestyle is important for everyone. 
but uh lifestyle is especially important for people that have any physical challenges and when i say lifestyle specifically what i mean in order of importance is proper sleep hydration relaxation breathing nourishment movement meditation gratitude because these eight things when you start weaving them into your life start to positively affect you on a cellular biochemical level on a very very small level and this is kind of like a reverse impact of all those physical things we were just talking about so uh, I think, yeah, you need to impact yourself in a positive way physically through your lifestyle if you're dealing with any of those physical challenges. I think it's extra important. But of course, the mindset piece really is the foundation of all of that. Because if you don't believe you can lose weight, how hard do you think you're going to try? Right? I always use the example. It's like, you know, you, you ever go outside in your backyard and just like run and flap your wings, your arms a lot trying to fly? Right? You wouldn't spend too much time doing that because you don't believe you can fly. right? So it's like you're not going to spend very much energy trying to do something you don't believe you can do. So this is why I say the mindset, the weight mastery pyramid, mindset at the bottom most important level, the foundation everything, lifestyle, and then eating. And most people are just trying to change their eating with a shitty mindset, shitty lifestyle. And so no wonder it doesn't work. There's no foundation under your eating changes. So um, how to convince your parents to change their habits. Oh, yeah. Well, I would suggest you take all that energy that you would spend on your parents and save it for yourself. Uh, you can't convince other people. Uh, you know, again, if you figure out a way to do it, please let me know. But uh, I think energy spent trying to convince other people of things is wasted energy, in my opinion. And I would rather dedicate all that energy to myself because it's hard enough to change myself. And so trying to convince other people is... is and I know it's sad, but... It just is what it is. I mean, reality is what it is. There's things that aren't fair and give us pain and upsetting all the time. That's just one more of them. And so you can't make decisions for other people. And I think what ends up happening when you try to do that is you you harm the relationship and you stress yourself out. And so, yeah, I haven't, I, I wouldn't have the answer to that question, unfortunately. Um, Hannah says, just by listening to you every day, it's helped me reprogram my mindset. That was the missing piece. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I do this. That's why I do the, the podcast every day because it's really, it's my mission to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. So the podcast has been fun. I've been doing the podcast for what? A little over almost a year and a half, but I get things every single day. People losing weight just from listening to the podcast, you know, never mind people in the program, uh, just killing it. But you know, so it's exciting to be able to do this and I'm glad that it's helping you. So that's why I do it. You know, what's up, John? John says, I guess the money is when you get someone on a lifetime weight loss drug. Oh, yeah, for sure, you think, right? <laughs> so what a business model. We'll see what ends up happening with that medication. You know, I, I'm, I'll am i be here in five years, you know, and, and I'll be talking. I'll be referencing whatever happens on the Zempic Manjaro. Maybe it'll be safe and fine and everyone will be using it. I don't know. Um, but also maybe it'll be like, um, you know, all the other medications that have come before it that, you know, end up having some, you know, kind of nasty side effect, you know. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, what I find is a lot of people in my world, again, what I work with, I work with a lot of people that are overthinker, perfectionist type people, and they want to, they don't just want the weight loss, they want the transformation. And I don't know if you'll get the transformation from the medicine. Um, and there's issues with the medicine anyways, but yeah. But that's the, that's the money, right? Boy, what money too, huh? It's so funny. I think that's funny because it's like sometimes like to work with me and my groove is $1,000. People freak out. But then people will be paying $1,500 a month forever for this shitty medicine. You know, and I don't mean to call it shitty, but I don't mean to do that. But um, 
you know, is it, what's it doing? You know, it's cutting your appetite out and, and whatever. It doesn't do all the other stuff that you really want to thrive. You know? Yeah. Weight Watchers is now a drug pusher. Yeah. Well, Weight Watchers, you know, again, it's uh Weight Watchers is not what you think it is. It's a marketing company. And, uh, and I like Weight Watchers. Out of all the diets in history, I think Weight Watchers has been one of the top ones back in the day because they at least had that social kind of component, which was helpful. But, you know, it's just a marketing company. Counting points, that was made by a marketing team. It's just, it's goofy. You know who owned Weight Watchers for a bunch of time was Heinz. It, it was just a way to push their shitty food. And now they're pushing drugs, I'm sure. Yeah. You'll see a lot of companies doing this because no diets have any real legs to stand on. You ever realize that? You think about it. What's the longest lasting diets? Weight Watchers is up there and that's been totally co-opted. It started with a lady in New Jersey who was altruistic and, and a good person and was helping a lot of people by doing that group model, talking about weight loss stuff. And then it was bought by Heinz and it was, they used to have meetings in the back of freezers and supermarkets to sell their shitty frozen foods. So it's just a front to sell their crappy stuff. And now they'll, they, you know, their, their, their whole model was going down anyways because, uh, Shit, I mean, even dieters at some point are going to realize it's not working. And so you do 30 years of Weight Watchers and, uh, you know, eventually you're like, hey, you know what? This isn't working. But other than Weight Watchers, what diet's been around a long time? The, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're not, diets are not real comprehensive approaches to mastering your weight. They're little short-term things you can do to lose weight quickly. Fucking keto? Are you kidding me? Who Keto. I Keto makes me crazy. And, and I, I hate, if you do keto, just you, then tough shit, listen to this. Because if you do keto, you should be able to have the 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 guts to face someone talking shit about it. Right? Because you can talk shit about vegetarian. I don't care. I've been a vegetarian for 30 years. You can talk shit, shit about everything I'm doing. I don't care. It works for me, so I don't care what you say. But I know if you get all triggered when I talk about keto, it's because it doesn't fucking work. We were talking about this yesterday. People, dieters are so famous for romanticizing plans and shit that doesn't work for them. It's, it's the weirdest thing in the world to me, right? I, I get this all the time. People be like, and it's, it, it's not just keto. It's literally everything, you know? It's like, oh, if I've got to lose weight, I got to do Weight Watchers. I got to do Weight Watchers. That, that's how I lose weight the best. When I, last, when I do Weight Watchers, the weight just falls off my body. And so what are we doing here talking about weight then? Why aren't you still doing it? Now, you know, life got a little hard and I couldn't keep it up and I don't know. And it's always the same thing. Just didn't, you know, insert whatever diet you do. But don't don't romanticize and talk how great it is or how that's how I lose weight when you're sitting here overweight and you don't you can't get yourself to do it. If you can't get yourself to do it, it's not a good plan. Cut the shit. That's the, That's one of the key things you can do to get out of your diet mindset for a second is to realize that the plan you think you got to do to lose weight because I know you think, I don't know what it is. You think you got, and you might combine them, but whatever. It's like, I got to do keto and intermittent fasting. Or I'm going to lose weight. The only way I can lose weight is if I do a uh, Mediterranean diet. The only way I can lose weight is if I do the grapefruit diet, you know, the Mediterranean diet, I'm going to put out there. Cause that's one that actually is legit. Cause that's probably the longest lasting diet that's existed. Cause it's really based on a culture of people that have been eating that way for a long time. So that's really not even, that's a diet in terms of the word, like we're just, it's a, that's a noun. That's a description of how people eat. So that's probably the, the cleanest one. So I, I shouldn't even mention that with diets, but um, all the other crazy diets people are doing, uh, don't, don't tell me how great it was if you're not still doing it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not great if you can't keep it up. Guy says, I'm in awe of what I I'm in awe of what I've been able to accomplish with your free tools. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome, Connie. Yeah. Again, I I, I give away more free stuff than any weight loss person I know of. 
And if you find someone gives away more, let me know because then I'll make more free stuff to give away. Which I got more free stuff coming anyways. And I got the book. I've been talking about the book and um, some things have kind of settled down. So I start working on that. And even that book's going to be a dollar. You're going to be able to get it at Amazon for a dollar. All right. And I, and I can't wait for you to get it. So yes, I got coaching that I sell and I got a program I sell, um, but I'm not here selling that. You know, I'm here giving you, I'm literally trying to help you. You can get on here any day at noon. <laughs> I'm here five days a week, you know? So again, th- this is what I do. This is what I've been doing for 30 years personally and 20 years professionally. This is what I do. So you can come here with whatever question you got about weight loss. I can almost guarantee you, you're going to get a different response than you've ever heard in your life. And that's my gift to you. Okay. And so I do this because again, for me, weight is life and death. My dad died at 54 of a heart attack. So this isn't just about looking good in a bathing suit. This is about me doing what I can to help you live as long as you possibly can and have the best quality of life while you're here. So yeah, that's why I give so much free stuff away and I got even more free stuff coming. I'm just trying to figure out how to package it. But right now, for example, if you are not in my world, you've just found me and you go to the, bi- the link in my bio. You go to my bio, there's, a, there's a, a hyperlink for a free hypnosis session. But really what's happening is you get a free hypnosis session. I made a free video training for you, Three Steps to Master Your Weight. You can watch that. It's for free. Hypnosis session free. By the way, I'm one of the highest paid hypnotists on the planet. Okay, It's, it's $25,000 to work with me privately. So I'm not like the guy down the street who has a part-time, just started a business. I've been doing this literally 30 years. So it's a 10-minute hypnosis session for free, a training for free. Uh, I email you every day, positive, encouraging, supportive coaching emails. Uh, I got a mindset, seven-day mindset challenge for free. Um, if you actually take action within the program, I give you a hypnotic lap band session for free. So, you know, and I'm here every day to help you out. So if you have questions, you can ask me and uh, I help you. So, so again, I'm doing everything I can. Guys, I'm still saving my pennies. You'll see me soon. I can't wait, Connie. I can't wait to meet you. Um, Don says, I think the drug route is just a band-aid. Eventually we need to work on the mind. Yeah, of course. We all know this. That's what I was getting at. And I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad on the medication because I have people in my program that are on the medicine, um, but they're, they're using the medicine as a crutch until they figure out their mindset. But again, the people that I work with are usually overthinker, perfectionist, high achiever types, and it doesn't sit well with them to, to feel like they're on a drug that's, that's kind of, it, it's, it's, it's masking the real problem and, and they haven't fixed the real problem. And they're always concerned. What I always find is people, you know, you can say, oh, I don't give a shit. I just want to take the medicine and lose weight. But you really got to wrestle with the idea that you're going to have to be on this, you're going to have to be on this drug forever. Because as soon as people stop taking it, the weight comes right back on. So you're not resolving anything. You're masking something in, in your, again, you're repressing appetite chemically in a way that doesn't last in any way. So again, you got to really sit with the idea. Am I going to sit, am I going to be with this medicine forever? Because if you're getting the medicine now and it's, it's all um, it's covered because you got type 2 diabetes or you're obese, you got to understand that there's a chance that if you start losing the weight, you won't be obese and your type 2 diabetes might reverse and now it's not covered. And now the weight comes in. Oh, Jim, I'll deal with that when I deal with it. That's fine. you know. But I get people that have all of a sudden started taking the medicine and now they're actually sitting with that and it doesn't sit well with them. Because I don't know how old you are. The average, my average clients are 50s, 60s. And so it's like the idea of 30, 40 more years of being on this new medicine and then the potential cost of it. So anyway, something to think about. Um, my A1C went from 9.4 to 6.5. That's super. Um, Connie said, tried Weight Watchers, Keto, Azempic, tried Saxenda. Wish I found you sooner. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. That's why, again, I, I just work to get out there and get this message. And I'm not saying this message for everyone. Clearly it's not. Um, but it's, the people that get it, get it and they like it and it helps them because it fills this, most dieters, 
they don't realize it, but there's this giant hole in their strategy. And the giant hole is that they have no mindset strategies. They don't, again, you, you kind of know what you should do, but you have no ability really to get yourself to do it consistently. And you never learn that. And you keep beating yourself up for not having these strategies. So I'm happy to be here and, um, you know, help you out with that. Yeah, Ricardo, Weight Watchers doesn't teach anything about how to eat healthy. Exactly. I, again, it's the best thing about Weight Watchers was the, the group, you know, and even that's kind of gone now. But they're just filling your head with bullshit because they want to sell you their bullshit meals. And now they want to sell, you know, they don't go do the drugs. They don't have any mindset stuff. Their mindset stuff is so goofy. It's just pointless. It's, it's, and it's like that. Cause again, I, I always ask this question, but it's like, if you think about, I know if you're watching me, I know you're an overthinker. You're probably pretty smart. You probably listen to lots of podcasts. You probably studied lots of nutrition, weight loss stuff out your ears. Like, like you've been working on this for a long time. And this is the point I'm trying to make. That if I ask you, I say, who is someone that you can learn on a national level? Like, like someone that a lot of people know. Who's someone you could learn about how to have a thin and healthy mindset from? Where do you learn how to have a, have a weight loss mindset? Like, give me one name. On a national level, I, there's me, but you know, I'm not on a national level. So it's like, who, who's on a national level that, that and, and now we're in the past, by the way, <laughs> so, last hundred years, who would you say, who would you say you would learn how to have a, a weight loss mindset, a successful weight loss mindset, a thin and healthy mindset from? And I, I would, I'm just going to assume the answer is going to be nothing. I've never had anyone answer the question. So how is this possible? I, I don't know, you know? No one's teaching every, again, well, all the diets are, it's the one tactic philosophy because they know you're overwhelmed and, and exhausted and frustrated and tired um, from life. And so they need to make their diets seem really simple. And so it's the one concept because every diet's one thing. Keto, just stop eating carbs. Intermittent fasting, just stop eating for 16 hours. Um, I don't know, Ozempic, just take a medicine. Uh, you know, it just goes on and on. Weight Watchers, just count your points. So, so it's always like one thing. But, but clearly, you've got to know at this point, it's going to take more than just one little tactic to change your weight for the rest of your life. I mean, don't you think that? <laughs> don't you think what you think about stuff might have some impact on your on your on how you eat and how you live and ultimately your weight? It's kind of weird. Um, I've been on Ozempic and it works great for me. Great job, Ricard. Yeah. So again, the Ozempic, I'm, not, I'm here to be supportive. So it, it, it's like clearly Ozempic is helping people to lose weight. There's no question about that. You know, it's, it doesn't help everyone. Okay. It helps a percentage of people to downregulate their appetite. They don't understand how it works. Okay. To do that. Cause it was a medicine that was originally designed to help your pancreas create more insulin. So people definitely, um, you know, can get results while they take it. So, uh, again, that's fine. But again, it's the long-term game. Cause I'm not talking about weight loss. I'm talking about weight mastery. I'm talking about you getting to your goal weight and then living the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. And so that that's what I'm m more interested in. Um, you got to come off it eventually. Yeah. Yeah, Ricardo says, if it works, why should I stop taking it? Yeah, fair enough. And I, th I think that's a valid point at this moment in time, right? If it's working for you, uh, it doesn't seem that there's a tolerance issue. It, 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 so, so far, it doesn't seem like people get... like. like you know, acclimate to it and then it stops working. So if it keeps working for you and you want to take it forever, I'm not, you know, again, I don't give a shit how you manage your weight. <laughs> like I'm not here to even tell people like, again, I joke on keto and, and all these different diets, but I only joke on it because if you're here listening to, you know, watching this, it's probably because you're overweight and struggling to lose it. 
you know what I mean? Like if you're killing it and thriving on keto and you've been doing keto for 10 years, I'm not talking to you. I'm happy for you. I really am. Cause I don't know the, the core rule of program yourself then is there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. So I never judge anyone's strategy. I don't give a shit how you, what you want to do. I help people that want to lose weight that have not been able to do it. And you start to notice patterns there. So if you're a person who wants to take Ozempic forever and that's working for you and helping you, I, I, I don't know one way or the other. Amanda says, can't wait for the book. I can't wait for the book. It's really good. I got it all, all mapped out. I just have to literally re record it and then edit it. Um, can I say that's exactly it? Jim, you're saving my life. Wow, well, thank you. I appreciate that because that, that's how I think of it. I think I saved my life. My dad died at 54. And, um, you know, if I didn't change, I was talking about the other day, I don't want to get in the cholesterol thing, but I have high family cholesterol. I, I'm, I'm practically a vegan. I've practically been a vegan for like 25 years. I'm a vegetarian, pescatarian technically, but I eat very little dairy as well. So very little saturated fat, very little dietary cholesterol going in this body. And yet my cholesterol level untreated is 250. And so I think back to my dad, I'm like, Jesus, he didn't have a chance. Um, not only was he obese, but he probably had a similar cholesterol issue. He's a smoker, uh, a lot of stress. And so, you know, didn't have a chance. And so it's like, man, if I was eating the way I used to eat, I don't know, you know? So to me, literally, this is life and death. That's why I do this for free every day. Like, I, you know, I always joke about this. I never tell this story, but I, um, even when I was younger, I always imagined being a doctor. And that was a dream of mine until I took my first chemistry class. I said, I don't think that's my path. So it's funny though. Like I kind of, then I went to school and I got a finance degree, but, um, right around the same time, the last two years of college, I'd found this, all the stuff I'm talking about now, and it completely changed my life. And so I, I stepped away from the finance world. Um, and, and again, I found my way back to, to helping people, you know, not as a doctor, um, but in a way that I guess, you know, ultimately I was meant to do. But, um, when I, when I talk about this again, I, I want to, I want to up level like what I'm my intentions here. You know, I, I'm not talking about just looking good in clothes. I want you looking good in clothes too, but I'm talking about much, something much deeper than just looking good. I'm talking about becoming the best version of yourself possible, you know, by mastering your weight, mastering your lifestyle and mastering your mindset. Um, Chris says, Oh wait, you don't see a doctor for it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they, um, yeah, you see a doc I'm sure you see a doctor to get the Ozempic, right? Um, and there is hate for it. I, I, I mean, I, I get it. And I, I think what, what people I think sometimes hate with the medicine, especially if you're here, because we're talking about kind of weight mastery and how do you make that happen? How do you get Ozempic type results without Ozempic, right? That, that's kind of the goal here. Um, but, you know, I think what most people think is it's, as someone said, it, it, a doctor said this, it was kind of like, how do you explain Ozempic? And it's kind of like you're sinking in quicksand and someone throws you a shovel, right? So, so you don't get covered up as quickly. So a lot of times it doesn't deal with, like, again, what we're talking about here, mindset, lifestyle, eating. And basically what the Ozempic does is it changes the eating. And, and that's fine. If it works for you, again, everyone's got their own criteria. You get to choose what you're going to do, you know? So um, it, it's a little out of line with what we talk about here. But uh, again, for me, and I've done, I've done, you know, almost 6,000 private weight loss sessions, but before I ever work with someone, I would have conversations and I would say like, do you really want to lose weight? Cause I find a lot of people don't give a shit. So we can't foist our values onto other people. And so that's why I say like, like whatever someone's doing, if they're happy with the results and what they're doing, then so am I, what do I care? I got enough concern just focusing on me. So uh, people want quick results. It's easier than doing the hard work it really takes. I'd agree with that. I would agree with that. And I think, 
That's what I, th- I, I will say this. Like I always say, take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. So I, I do feel like if you're going to change your weight, it takes a lot of effort and energy to do that. So why not get more value out of it than just the scale going down? You can use it as an opportunity to really transform your life from the inside out so you become the person you want to be. And my favorite thing in the world, because I really, with Program Yourself Then this is a technique I came up with a long time ago called self-hypnotic programming. And Program Yourself Thin's that with a weight mastery wrapper around it. But my, one of my favorite things is when people say, hey, you know, you can use this in other areas of your life too. <laughs> you know, that's what I love the most. So again, really, it's, it's almost not even a weight mastery program. It's really a personal development program. You know, so I agree that if you put the work and you can get so much more benefits um, that, than just even the, the weight loss. Um, hi, Jim, it's Tina. <laughs> what? What do you say it, Astrid? Is that the cat? Is that that cat? Um, oh, yeah, Lana Malstein. And, you know, yeah, yeah, and I would agree. I, I like her. I was checking her out the other day for some, someone's recommendation, so that that was great. I appreciate um, whoever said that to her. And I think she's great. I, I do like some of the things she says um, for sure. So uh, the book is going to be awesome. It really is. I, I, I can't wait. It really is. I got two books planned. I got to get the first one out. I guess it's going to be a short, easy, practical, great book. I, I think it's just a lot of good stuff. Um, where can I find your free resources? Yeah, you can go to my bio. If you click on the top picture on the top left, click my face and maybe I click another thing. Um, then you get to my bio. It, there's a link right there and you click that, go get the hypnosis session and um, you'll sign up for that. Or you can go to programyourselfthin.com and you can sign up through there as well. Uh, Connie says, trying to let go of the emotions that I've wasted the years that I could have been healthy. Yeah, you know, dealing with regret is really, I find to be one of the biggest like kind of subconscious challenges of transforming because there's such, it really is like, I hear that all the time. They're like, I wish I found you earlier. I wish I knew this stuff earlier. And and that's a common reaction. And that can actually get in the way of us transforming where we're, we will regret that we lived with the bullshit for so long that it almost, we can get stuck in that. So I get that. And uh, I would say, you know, when I talk about the eight lifestyle habits, I end on gratitude because gratitude is an enormously helpful and useful emotion. And so again, I would, I would, because you can't feel grateful and regret at the same time. So you're going to feel one predominantly. And I think as you get, as you focus yourself intentionally on the gratitude of finding a new way to actually do this, you know, it starts to overtake the regret, but, but I hear what you're saying and it's something that needs to be dealt with for sure. Um, yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, people feel that way because especially like if you've been struggling for a long time and doing lots of stuff, again, my people, they're, they're all action takers. So they've tried lots of diets. No one starts program yourself then with the first, their first approach to lose weight. No one does that. I'm the last approach and I'm fine with that. Um, but, but again, what comes with that is the regret of having wasted so much time, energy, money, and frustration, all the other stuff with it um, that was unnecessary, you know? And so... Again, that's why I do this. I, I get out here all the time now and uh, put myself more out into the world because I want to, you know, help more people. So I don't have to go through that. You know, I know there's so many people out there just always restarting <laughs> that keto plan or the way. You imagine the mindset. You all know that, I think. Right. It's kind of like, uh, you know, and it's funny, like people in my program, especially. And I just see John there because John, John's a classic of this. But. I mean, who doesn't have a diet mindset? You know, like if you're watching this, you, you've probably been dieting for a long time, trying to lose weight for a long time. And it's like, again, one of my goals here is for you to take a step back and look at your history of trying to lose weight because you'll start to notice some really useful, interesting patterns. 
And one of the patterns that's pretty common is starting and stopping the same diet many, 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 many times and not learning anything from it on top of it. So, you know, again, that's why in NLP we have this saying that if something doesn't work, do something different. We have to remind ourselves of that because it's the human brain that just wants to keep doing things the same way, even if it doesn't work. We do what we know. And even if it doesn't work, which is a weird thing to say, but we're not logical creatures. We're subconscious emotional creatures, irrational creatures. Yeah. Yeah, Connie says, really helpful. I'm stuck in the regret right now. We'll look closer at gratitude. Yeah, you got to deal with it. You know, again, it's one of those things like that's what we do so much in the program is we learn to become aware of the thoughts, feelings, behaviors that are sabotaging us and we deal with them. And a lot of dieters just don't have the skills to deal with them. So their best skill is to just ignore it. So I know it's frustrating to deal with the regret, but if you aim your attention straight at the regret and you start saying, you come up with counter-programming. So again, if I, if I was working with you, I would walk you through this. But you know, with yourself, you got to start to realize, okay, so here's, here's a simple way to get to it is how do I want to feel about the wasted years? How do I want to feel about the frustration of the past and what's happened there? That's a great question because you as a human have the ability to come up with a new response to things. You can influence how you feel. You can frame things the way you want to some degree. And so if you've been asked the question, how do I want to feel about the regret? A lot of times where I'd go with that is I want to feel thankful. I want to feel grateful that I found it now. I wish I found it. This was that saying that the Chinese proverb, the best time to plant a tree is uh, 20 years ago. The second best time is now, right? So it's kind of that attitude. I wish I found this 20 years ago, but I'm really thankful I found it now because what else would I have done? What would I have done? Started keto again? Tried intermittent fasting again? Join Weight Watchers again? You know, so again, it's uh, important to run your mind, <laughs> run your mind. It's a, it's a novel concept. I'm not, I'm not being a wise guy here. It's really true that most people don't know how to run their mind. You never learned. How would you know? Your brain intuitively kind of runs itself and it, you don't know how, what the hell is going on with it. <laughs> it's just the truth. The windshield is bigger than the rear view mirror for a reason. Oh, that's a good one, Eric. I like that. That's a good one. I love stuff like that. My poor kids, they have gotten a steady diet. My daughter's 18, but she has gotten a steady diet 18 years of just stuff like that. I, I love, I love like phrases like that, but I think of them as mantras. I, I really do. In terms of a mindset, I've just got like limitless. I've read so many personal development books and psychology and stuff. So it's, it's millions of those sayings in my head, but I think it's helpful. <laughs> John says, Jim was the last house on the block for me. I knocked on every other door, right? Exactly. So it's, it's not, don't be ashamed. Of it. Don't be frustrated about it. Be grateful that it's, you, you found your way. You know, now things are better because that's really what we're doing. Again, ideally here, it's not really the weight loss we're after. It's the, it's the never ending path of joy that you walk when you get on a lifelong path of improvement. That's why I think personal development is really the goal here because what you may not know is that at some point, best case scenario, you get to your goal weight. But what happens when you get to your goal weight? And I know you never give this any thought because you just say, well, once I get there, I'll figure it out. But you really ought to give it a little bit of thought because I'll tell you what happens. For most people, they put the weight back on. Don't get upset with me. These are just the, the facts and the statistics here. So I think the reason for that is that most people trade the pleasure of most people trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. And once the scale stops going down, 
it's like, well, what do I get pleasure from now? What do I focus on? Because we need something to look forward to for pleasure. And so now if I don't have the food, I don't have the scale going down, what am I, what's my pleasure coming from? What's the pleasure for you going to come from? Oh, just being thin. Yeah, I don't think so. So uh, what, what the pleasure for me comes from, I've been the same way for 30 years. Where's the pleasure come from? Because I, I can't step on the scale and get excited when it goes down. It's the same. I'm just, it's just what it is. What keeps me going and excited is the constant and never improvement. That's a Tony Robbins thing I learned. Can I? Um, constant and never-ending improvement. I just want to keep growing and evolving and, and doing something better tomorrow than, than I did today. And so what happens is I'm, I'm using the dopamine in my brain that's driving me to look forward to things. For dieters, the whole goal is just to get to your goal weight. Well, what's the pleasure then? What's the excitement then? And I think literally what happens is dieters are so obsessed with losing weight, so fixate on it, that they lose the weight. And I think that's all they know is losing weight. Again, you got an overweight mindset and a dieter mindset. And you diet yourself down to your goal weight, the same problem exists. you got an overweight mindset and a dieter mindset. And so what a lot of times people do is the dieters put the weight back on so they can lose it again. Because although you may not like the weight, you got to admit you're familiar with being this person who struggles with their weight. Which brings up a whole nother conversation of how would it feel for you to wake up tomorrow, not just at your goal weight, but as a person who had mastered their weight. And one of the first things you may start to recognize is, oh, that's going to make living kind of weird. That's going to make my relationship weird. My relationship with my kids a little weird. My relationship with my friends a little weird. That's something that can be dealt with too. You better think about that. But anyways, yeah, you got to make it about constant, never improvement. There's always improvements. Not, not just getting to a goal weight as a finish line. You know? Yeah, look forward, not back. For sure, for sure. Um, Faith says, I keep starting over. If I mess up on Wednesday, I always wait till Monday to start over. Yeah, that's the classic Faith. That, that That's not unusual. I was joking, even this week's a funny week to me. I love weeks like this because it's like you were probably getting ready to start Monday, right? Okay, okay, here we are. Let me get started Monday. But then you realize it was a holiday and then you can't start on Tuesday. So now you got to wait a whole other week again. So I, I say that jokingly because we're all pattern-oriented creatures. We're not logical creatures because if you're logical, you just start on Thursday. <laughs> but, but you can't. You can only start on a Monday. And so uh, there's a lot of things about dieting that are like that. So again, I will tell you, Faith, with Program Yourself Thin, which is a weight mastery program, the number one skill about uh, that you need for weight mastery is the ability to get back on track quickly which is why Program Yourself Thin, the core of the whole program is the Program Yourself Thin technique, which is really the redo rehearsal technique. But the redo technique, I always say this, is probably the most important technique in the whole program because what dieters think is they're going to start day one and be perfect until they get to their goal weight. Um, what I know that they don't know is that there's no way that's going to fucking happen. You're going to make mistakes. I know you're going to make mistakes along the way to your goal weight. And if you really think about it, you'll realize you have no strategy to deal with mistakes short of willpower. And the willpower gets weaker and weaker as you go on typically. So the redo technique is really a thing we use consistently to learn from the mistake and get ourselves back on track quickly. But yeah, again, faith, that's one of the top dieter issues that people have is that as soon as they get off track, they can't get themselves back on track. Now, one other component of that is the all or nothing mindset. Dieters walking around with an all or nothing mindset. And so as soon as you make a mistake, it feels like you're at nothing now and you got to go all the way back up to all. So you're going to need your Monday clear-headed motivation, your next five days of eating like shit to get yourself ready to start on Monday again. But what ends up happening with that strategy is you end up having, you know, 
maybe one Monday a month, you actually start, you get on, you do well for two, three days and then you eat like shit. And then you start again three weeks later. So again, all or nothing mindset. Don't be proud of that folks. Never be proud of having an all or nothing mindset because what that usually means is that you're nothing most of the time. Don't get mad at me. Again, we should really refer to it as a nothing or all mindset because it's really primarily a nothing mindset that you're not really doing shit about the food. Um, you get a little excited sometimes and, and you do your keto for a couple of days, count your calories for a couple of days, and then you go back to doing what you always do, which would be the nothing part. So programming yourself then is built around all or something. We're always doing something. Sometimes we can do more and sometimes we do less, but we're always doing something. Game changer, complete game changer. Because most of the time you can't be all. Life's life, folks. 2024. Don't tell me you're the only person walking around America who's just got an abundance of time, energy, and, uh, you know, uh, focus. Because I know that's not true. So you got to make this easy and you have to account to the fact that you're not always going to be perfect. You're not going to be close to perfect. It's goofy. But uh, yeah, Faith. So I get that. I get that. Connie says, going to try the hypnotic writing session with your suggestion of how I, how do I want to feel about regret? Yeah. That, well, there you go, Connie. So Connie's using, again, Connie's using the free stuff. Like that, that, that mindset program is so good. Like it is so good. And if you use the self-hypnotic writing stuff that I show you with it, it is, that's a whole program itself. I could charge a hundred bucks for that easy. It, it's so good. I love that program. So yeah, Connie, brilliant. Good idea. Astrid said, Tina's not the cat. I want to look like, oh, Tina, right, 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 right. Do <laughs> the third of the blue jeans, right, and feel calm and relaxed. There you go, Astrid. Oh, I love it. Astrid's so fun. She's in the program too, and she's on, what a journey. Because again, the, the journey, every person's journey is different. There again is another problem with the diets, that the diets just kind of like assume everyone's starting from the same point. You ain't. You know, some people got more emotional shit they got to get through first, you know. There's all different challenges that we have. We have to acknowledge the challenges and come up with strategies to deal with them. And everyone's starting from a different place. But Astrid, that's so good because where Astrid's at now is that we've worked through a lot of the emotional stuff and now the weight loss goals are starting to come front and center. And so because she's been so committed to doing the program now, she's got a wonderful way to do that because in her mind, she's got a different image in her mind of what she wants to achieve that's new. And you're going to find, we're going to blow that up and work on that as well um, to make it even more powerful. But that's, that's awesome, Astrid. I, I forgot about that. Um, Don says, my big mistake was thinking there was an end to this. It's lifelong. Yeah, absolutely. Right, folks? Because again, if I ask you the question, how long do you want to keep the weight off for? You're going to say forever. But your strategy of losing weight is a short-term one. It's just the most obvious, I don't want to say hypocrisy, but it's it's the most obvious like incongruence. That, that I know you want to be at your goal weight forever, but the strategies you use to lose weight are really built for the short term. So when you're focused on weight loss, you're only focused on getting to your goal weight. And so you think of it as a temporary thing. And when you think of it as a temporary thing, you want to just do it as quick as possible. And when you want to do it as quick as possible, the only way to do it quickly is to do extreme things that are unsustainable. And so here you are doing your keto, intermittent fasting, counting points, tracking every calorie, whatever thing you're doing, you don't like doing it. But you say, oh, I can do it for a little while because I just want to get to my goal weight. So again, the, the, the mindset of weight loss versus the mindset of weight mastery is completely different. With weight mastery, we're not in a rush. It's not about how fast you can lose the weight. It's about how long you can keep it off for. And so they're two completely different strategies. Yeah, if you want to lose weight quickly, do some drastic shit. Cut your calories in half. Stop eating carbs. Don't eat for 16 hours. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. And let me know how you're doing two months from now. And chances are overwhelming that you are going to be right back to doing what you always had done. 
And so I don't know how many times you need to go through that to, to finally realize that and wake up from it. But that's each person's different, you know, but I'll still be here. I'll be here in two months reminding you the same shit. And so I don't know how many times people have to go through it before they realize, holy shit. Yeah. All I do is care about weight loss. And if all you care about is weight loss, I go into this sometimes, but again, semantically, literally, I want to lose weight implies, right? You, when do you want to lose weight? What, what weight do you have? What weight designation would you have to be to want to lose weight? You'd have to be overweight, right? You don't want to be at your goal. When you're at your goal weight, you don't anticipate yourself saying, I just want to lose weight, right? So subconsciously, when you keep saying, I just want to lose weight, you're reinforcing your identity as an overweight person. So again, the goal really is not to lose weight. It's to live at your goal weight. That's the real goal. And you never focus on that. You never, ever, never focus on living at your goal weight. And that's probably a huge reason why it's not happening. Don't you think? <laughs> Do you not agree with this? Do you really think you just want to lose weight because you've lost weight in the past? Do you, are you skipping around all day because you lost weight five years ago? Or are you pissed off that you put the weight back on? I don't know what it would take to convince you <laughs> that weight loss is not what you want. What you want is to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. Which would you take? I got two buckets. <laughs> Which one you want? You want the weight loss bucket or do you want to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life your goal weight on your autopilot? Which one's more appealing to you? Which one have you been aiming at your whole life though? And the irony of all of it is that the weight loss path is way, way, way harder than the weight mastery path. Because the weight loss path, you start on one day changing absolutely everything. Thanks for the rose. It's completely overwhelming. Do you not feel overwhelmed when you start a diet? Folks, folks, do you not feel overwhelmed when you start your keto plan, your Weight Watchers? What? I don't give a shit what diet you try. Do, does it, do you not feel overwhelmed and stressed while you're doing it? Do you? I don't know. You tell me. Maybe you feel calm and relaxed and you feel amazing when you do your keto plan. Maybe. Maybe, but I bet you don't. I bet it's a, it's a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> it's miserable for you. Why do you think you're not doing it? You want to lose weight, right? You lose weight when you do it, right? So why aren't you doing it? Why? Oh, because it's fucking miserable. Yeah, okay. So you're not going to do miserable things to lose weight. I, so I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't know why people don't believe this. I, I, <laughs> this is weird. It's funny. Um, let's see. Where do I find the hypnotic writing information? Uh, the hypnotic writing information. How do you get that? I'm trying to think. It's going to be in the Spark program. Putting all this stuff in one thing. I'm just like it's. It's confusing because I I don't want to overwhelm you all, so I kind of make it so that you have to do certain things to actually get those. So it kind of doles it out a little bit at a time. Um. So I'm not even sure how you get it right now. I'll probably send you an email for it. Did I send you an email for it? Uh, I don't remember. Shoot me your email and I'll, I'll make sure you get it. Because I, 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 my whole system, it's a little complex right now. I got to figure that out. But uh, yeah, that, that program's awesome. Yeah, that one's free. But uh, yeah, for any of you folks that are they're listening to this, again, if you don't know, you know, I, I do all this for free. Um, I do have a program, you know, program yourself then. There's a coaching version of it where I literally, we, we work together in a group. Uh, and that's probably the best value I could offer you. Because if I can work with you one-on-one -on -one, uh, and get to know you and understand what the issue is, I, I can give you very quick guidance and coaching 
to quickly move you along the path. Um, but you know, that, that's a thousand bucks. And so I know that's outside of some people's financial means. So I now make the program available as well. The full program yourself in course, it's an eight week immersion program. And the core of the program is the weight mastery blueprints, where I literally take you through how to fill out the blueprints. These are your, your roadmaps to get back to your goal weight and live there. And I love this because there's a mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. And what happens is you fill these out based on who you are. And what the beauty is, is it also serves as a diagnostic tool. So that as you're moving through the process of all these things, like, ah, oh, man, my motivation has kind of disappeared. I don't know what to do. Well, you go right back to the motivation section. You review your, your blueprints. And if it's not motivating anymore, you tweak them up a little bit. What's motivating you now? But you have like a way to go. What have you done? You're so binary, right? It's very, very off or on like a switch. You're either on track 100% or you're completely off track. So you got to get out of that mindset. You need to get more into understanding that this is a process. And once you break the process down, mindset, lifestyle, and eating, it starts to become a lot more clear where the issue lies and how to fix it. So again, weight mastery. I like to make this, like I use the example of like, if you want to become an accountant or a plumber, it's really... It's not that much about aptitude necessarily. I mean, if you just go to the school for as long as, if you go to the training for how long it takes, you're going to come out the other end being able to do accounting or plumbing. You know, it's like that with everything. I've just picked those two just randomly. But uh, with your weight loss, you're not thinking that. You're just thinking, okay, can I do it this time? Will I be able to do it this time? Can I, can, all right, can I stick to it? Can I stick to my keto plan this time? And it's just like, it's so anxiety induced. And it's like, why would you be able to if you haven't, the last 20 times you tried it, you haven't been able to. Why would this time be different? So again, we need to break this open and realize the subtle granular aspects of weight mastery. And part of that's mindset, part of it's lifestyle, and then part of it's having eating strategies that are geared to you, that work for you. And so we go through that in the program that I teach you the program yourself thin technique, which is a real simple technique you use at night to program your own subconscious mind to be a thin and healthy person. And with these two things, it's basically in a simple, simplistic way, it's you got to know what to do and you got to be able to get yourself to do it. And that's the blueprints are knowing what to do for you. And the program yourself technique is how to get yourself to do it. And then, you know, there's a lot of other stuff with the program, like there's daily hypnosis sessions, um, you know, all, all this other stuff that I'm not going to go into. But it's a, it's a robust, comprehensive training and program to reprogram your mind so that you become a thin, healthy person, you know. Yeah, John says, this has been better than any college course I have ever taken, the best $1,000 value in the world. It really is the best $1,000 value in the world. It really, really is. And I tell you all that, again, it, it won't be a $1,000 deal for long because I start advertising. Once I get that dialed in, there will be a lot of people and I keep the group small so I can work with you. So again, it's it's a deal now at 1000 but it will be 2000 and it will ultimately be 5000 And um, the only thing that will really be available at a lesser price will be the program yourself in course, which right now you can get for 300 bucks. So... You know, that's that. But anyways, yeah, I, I tend to think of it that way. I think it's the most complete course I've ever seen for weight mastery. Now, I kind of joke a little bit because weight mastery, who the hell else has got a weight mastery program? You know, no one. But, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Connie says, once the world finds you, Jim, wow. Yeah, I know. I see that. I, I put myself out there a lot more now because I've been doing a lot of private coaching over the last years. And um, I really enjoyed that. But again, I, I wanted to, be able to help more people was the big realization I had. So, 
uh, yeah, I put myself out every day. And um, this is fun because, again, I, I get messages every day of how I'm helping people. So it works. It's not rocket science. And you know this because if you struggle to lose weight, you know you've never dealt with your mindset. And so once you deal with your mindset, uh, it's a huge game changer. And it's a game changer in the way that you get rid of that. Like with weight loss right now as a dieter, it's, you're almost very like superstitious, right? Because you don't know... I don't know, like sometimes you're on track doing everything perfect and then sometimes you're not doing anything and you don't know why, you don't know how to change it. And so you can learn that. You can understand, oh, why am I motivated? Why am I not motivated? Imagine there's a science of motivation. That's one of the things I teach in the motivation section. You know, there's a science of how to deal with your habits. There's a, there's a literal science. Do you understand the neuroscience of habits? Once you understand that, you can be strategic in how you influence your habits. You ain't being strategic. You're just using willpower to try and force yourself to act different. The concept of self-image and identity. Right? Do you recognize if you've been struggling with your weight for 20, 30 years, you identify as an overweight person and the idea of identifying as a thin, healthy person scares the shit out of you? I don't think that's true at all. Uh, emotions, you know, do you know how to deal with emotions? Uh, it just goes on and on. So anyways, the, the point I'm trying to make is this, that once you understand the granular components of mastering your weight, it becomes much less a mystery. And you don't understand those right now. You have real vague ideas of how to change your weight. Real vague things like, I got to stop eating carbs. I got to stop eating for 16 hours. You know, these vague, giant things that you're just going to start doing tomorrow. And again, your experience of them when you try to do that is overwhelm. And I don't know, have you ever dieted in a way where it didn't feel overwhelming? For most people, that's not the case. That's why they stopped doing it. So... Um, Jim, I think Weight Watcher program provides a cognitive background to help with weight loss. Feedback, please. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I've looked, I haven't looked at Weight Watchers in a little while, but um, a cognitive background, I don't, I don't know what that means. I, I know they had a mindfulness thing for a little bit, and it was just the most basic of basic meditation stuff because mindfulness was a buzzword. Weight Watchers is just a buzzword. They're a marketing company, you know, in my opinion. So take it or leave it. Um, and, I, and again, I, I like them, you know, so uh, it's, I, I liked them. I, I don't really have much, you know, I don't think they're doing too much nowadays. They're just a marketing company. But um, I would have to look. I, I will look into that, though. I'm going to look into Weight Watchers and what they do. Um, I would love to know their cognitive background. I, I would love that. Because to be honest, I'm always learning as well, you know. So if Weight Watchers is using it, they're a big-ass company. If they got some cognitive, you know, mindset stuff that they're using, I'll, I'll use it. I'll give them credit and I'll teach it to you guys. <laughs> you know, no problem with doing that. That's what I do. I didn't come up with everything. I feel like I'm an aggregator. I'm an aggregator of strategies, effective strategies that I've learned um, primarily through people that have successfully lost weight and kept it off. That's number one. Um, books, you know, I, I read, you know, a book a week, you know, so I'm always reading all my clients that I work with. I've done almost 6,000 private weight loss sessions. So I'm constantly constantly tweaking i did it yesterday one of the coolest things now is program yourself thin the version without the coaching is i'm doing a live class every tuesday that comes with that so that that's cool too because then you can ask me questions um again it's not coaching but it's like if you have any questions about the program i can answer them for you and we were going through it yesterday and someone was asking a question and, and just in real time i i optimized the process optimize the program yourself thin technique right in real time so i this program is always that's why I give anyone who buys it, they they get lifetime access to updates because I'm always updating things. I'm always learning new things. I'm always refining and optimizing what I'm doing. So uh, 
yeah, if Weight Watchers is doing some really, you know, cutting edge cognitive uh, training to help their people, A, that'll be the first time I've never heard that. And I, I am on here every single day <laughs> asking people for mindset stuff. So I will love to, now I'm so curious. I'm just going to look. I got a second here. I see I love travel. Uh, what is the best thing to do to start? I need to lose weight for my health. Where do I have, where do I start? I have zero. Um, I need to lose weight for my health. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, what I would suggest I love travel is I would go to my bio on TikTok, click the link that's in my bio for a free hypnosis session, fill out the stuff. It takes two minutes, if that. Uh, and then listen to the session and watch the video. I, I bring you right to a page of the video right after it. Uh, I would suggest watching that video, listen to the hypnosis session. I'd start there. And, uh, you know, if you really like the, the video I make for you, Three Steps to Master Your Weight, um, I talk about the program. And if the program makes sense to you, you know, and, and it works for you, I'd, I'd start there. That's the best thing you do. I mean, the number one thing you all could do is work with me, <laughs> just to be honest, because that's, that's the most value I can offer you. Because I can cut through you know, your, your mental limitations very quickly. I can identify them and, and cut through them very, very fast. I do that. Again, that's the fun part of the coaching calls is we do them on Zoom and you get to see everyone. Everyone's got kind of similar things and, and we work through them. But being able to see that, regardless of what someone comes to it with the challenge, it's the approach to it that's always unique. And, you know, again, I don't sit here and toot my own horn, but I'm, I'm, there aren't a lot of people like me that do what I do because I'm rare in the weight loss industry in the sense that, I mean, 99% of the weight loss industry is people telling you what to do, right? You get real serious about what your weight, what do you do? You go work out with a personal trainer. They tell you how to work out. You go and see a dietitian or nutritionist. They tell you what to eat. You go see a psychiatrist. They go through your past, you know? So there's very few people that have been so exclusively focused on weight mastery and in a coaching capacity. So again, I, I, I always sum it up in simplistically way like this, that 99% of the weight loss industry is telling you what to do and no one ever shows you how to get yourself to do it. And I like to think that I'm one of the few that's working to help you to get yourself to do it. That's what I, what I help people with. So uh, yeah, that makes it kind of unique for some reason. I don't know how. Um, Sarah says, most of the time I feel like I will be overweight for the rest of my life and I'm only 27. Yeah, I get that, Sarah. And that's what I mean. Like I was, I started this whole thing by doing a training and talking about dealing with the negative thoughts. And so, yeah, when, when you feel like you'll be overweight, a lot of people feel that way. And the big reason why is because I'm going to assume at 27, you've tried a number of diets. I'm assuming. You've tried to lose weight in a number of different ways and none of them have worked. And as I was just saying... They haven't worked. And the, the trick about diets and really the weight loss industry in general is that everything's the same. And what I mean by that is that it doesn't matter if you're keto or vegan. Both of them are telling you what to do. They got different philosophies, but we'll leave that alone. But they're both going to tell you. One's going to say you're carnivore and vegan, right? The two, two polar ends of the spectrum. One's going to tell you don't eat any meat and one's going to tell you only eat meat. And the same problem exists for both of those is that they're just telling you what to do. The real question is, do you know how to change your behavior? Do you know how to follow either one of those? And again, you can just implement whatever. Weight Watchers, intermittent fat, it doesn't matter. Just take your pick of whatever plan you want to do. And so deep down, you know that no matter what diet you do, the same problem is going to be there. And this leads to a belief like you're talking about where it's like, I'm never going to be able to figure this out. But the reason you feel that way is because the diets are never going to help you figure it out. And you know this on some level. 
And so until you change your mindset, it, it, that may be true. So again, what I say to you is, is go watch my training that I give you, the video I give you. Go log in, get the hypnosis session I give you, opt in for that. But watch the video I made because I kind of go through the whole system in a, in, a, in a more complete way. You know, here I'm bouncing all over the place. The video I make for you, I don't know, it's, it's about a half hour, less than a half hour, but it's a complete paradigm of weight mastery. And it's a lot different than you're thinking. Weight loss is almost impossible. Weight loss is a trick in so many different ways. Because I'm going to guess, Sarah, you have lost weight before. And, uh, you know, you put it back on. And so, again, you only deal with that a couple times before you start getting really discouraged. So what you need to do is get on the path of weight mastery. Really master your weight by mastering your mindset, your lifestyle, and your eating. It's, it's, you've never tried that before. And once you do that, it's totally different. Katie says, do you deal with binge eating? Um, I deal with binge eating, not in the eating disorder sense, but in the kind of more casual sense. And for people that binge eat in a casual sense, that it doesn't feel casual to you, I get it. But I'm making the distinction between eating disorder, binge eating, and the more, the, the not eating disorder, binge eating is how we'll refer to it. Um, yes, I do deal with that. And I'll give you the kind of the quick version of it. Basically, when I deal with binge eating, it's... um. It comes with a, a different paradigm. So I know a lot of people want to just, how do I stop the binge eating? Well, you don't stop it. You seek to understand it. And so the best way to deal with binge eating that I've seen is to, after you've binged eat. So the, binge eating is one of those things that you're probably not going to be able to stop. Like right now we're talking about it. There's nothing I could tell you that you just stop it. You have to understand it first. And so this is, again, the redo technique that we use in the program yourself then technique is about looking back and learning. Because if you look at your binge eating, if you're a binge eater, what you'll notice is that it's a very similar pattern. You, all of our behavior is very pattern oriented. And so the binge eating is no different. And so we can't just stop it. We need to understand it and create strategies and solutions that prevent it. And the way we do that is we look back at the binge eating. We say, five minutes before I binge eat, where, where, where am I at hunger wise? Where am I at emotionally? Because those are the two big triggers of binge eating. And if you're starving, yeah, that's probably going to lead to binge eating. If you're emotionally really upset or you're celebrating, it could be any peak emotion. And if you're feeling these real intense emotions, it may lead to binge eating. But it's up for you to figure out because you have different binge eating episodes, most likely, most binge eating triggers. And so we want to seek to understand what's going on there. Have I, did I over restrict? Like, again, a common binge eating, I binge eat, all, you know, Breakfast and lunch or dinner. Breakfast and lunch are great, Jim. And then the afternoon and evening, everything falls apart. Well, what do you eat for breakfast and lunch? Nothing. Well, what what do you want to eat for dinner and beyond? Nothing. Right? That's that over-restricting mindset. So if that's what you're doing, it's no wonder you're binging. And then if there's emotional stuff that you don't want to deal with or don't know how to deal with, you may be using the binging to deal with that. So again, we want to seek to understand what's going on, what emotions, if it's a hunger thing, sometimes a combination of both. Um, and we want to understand what triggers it because then we can start to create more elegant solutions and strategies to deal with the five minutes before you binge. Let's not even get to that point, but let's understand it. So you're, you're saying, how can, I, how can I be starving and not overeat? I don't know. I don't know. Let me know. I don't, I have no clue. You can't consistently, I, I don't know how you're going to consistently starve yourself and not overeat. You're a human being and every part of you is, is built to overeat when you're starving. So I don't have any answer to that. And then if you got some real deep emotional stuff that you don't know how to deal with 
and you're not willing to deal with on, on a genuine level, I don't know how you're going to not overeat if that's the strategy you've gotten used to using. So again, we need to resolve the problem, not just cover up the symptom. So the binge eating is a symptom, you know, and, and there's a deeper issue usually. So that's kind of just a quick, quick pass on that. John says, Brooke Castillo is great, but she has the wrong messenger for me at the time. Yeah, Brooke Castillo is great, actually. I, I'm a big fan of hers, for sure. Um, and again, as much as I like Brooke, I think that, again, because I, I, I almost went down that path. I, I love, like, my real love is, like, personal development. I, I love personal development. Um, and I kind of had a path in life where I could have gone the personal development route or the weight mastery route. And what I decided to do is... I chose the weight mastery route as my primary route because I felt like I could help more people if I really focused in on that as opposed to being more of a generalist with personal development. So, but my, my, my soul and heart is, is personal development, which is why I say take your weight loss rapid and personal development. I've kind of found a way to marry the two, but I forward face with the weight mastery piece of it. But we always end up getting, my clients, we always end up getting to the personal development piece. We start with that anyways, but it really starts to become the main thing as they progress down the path. But I love Brooke Castillo, and I think she's absolutely brilliant. And she's got some great weight stuff. So she she really is a smart one. But again, she's more of a generalist. You know, she's a life coach. And so, you know, I have dedicated 30 years to really fixating on weight. And uh Again, I've done over 6,000 private weight loss sessions. There's very few people that have done that many private coaching sessions about weight. Uh, you know, very few. It's not easy to do. Um, a lot of people don't have the, the attention span for it. This is what I do. I, I love doing it. So, But I'm a big fan of hers. I think she's, she's brilliant. You know, she's a smart one. Sarah says, yes, I've lost 75 pounds and gained it all back after college. Okay, yeah. But now I've reached a point in my young adult life where I'm ready for a long-term shift. That's great, Sarah. So that's the key point is really, you know, you're so close because what I see you doing that's really good is you're thinking long-term already. That's that's the big shift a person needs to make because a dieter always thinks in a short-term time frame. And I always use the metaphor that dieters are typically thinking about their weight loss like it's a sprint. And if you think about a sprint... The only way you can win a sprint is if you run it perfectly, right? If you trip a little bit running a sprint, you've lost. The only thing that wins is perfection. So you need to realize that your weight mastery is a never-ending marathon. And sometimes people freak out about that, but that's because they're layering over a diet philosophy on top of a, a never-ending marathon. When I talk about weight mastery, I'm talking about making it, living at your goal weight on near autopilot. So I sit in front of you. I've been at the same way for 30 years and I love it. I know what I'm going to eat today. I know I'm going to eat tomorrow. I know I'm going to eat next week to some degree. Again, there's enough variety for it to satisfy me. Um, but I have a sense of certainty about what I'm going to eat, how I'm thinking, how I'm living, how I'm eating that keeps me at this weight. And I love it because it's all custom built for me. So the strategies are completely different. So I want to live this way forever. I, I, I want to live it this way forever. And I want to live it this way forever with the way I'm doing it. But the coolest part is that I know I'm going to keep optimizing it. Because I look back to where I was five years ago, and I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe everything has changed. It's crazy, and it's so exciting to me. So this is the model of weight mastery, is that you do it in a way that really resonates with you and is built around you, and it's easy to follow. And then on top of that, uh, it just keeps getting better and better and better. You keep growing and evolving and, and optimizing, and so that's exciting too. So again, as we focus on long-term uh, it changes everything. And I'll leave you with a quote here that I think is really one I want to let ring around in your head uh, is that most people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. 
So if you take your focus off of diets and losing the weight quickly and start to fixate on how can I live at my goal weight for the rest of my life, um, even to the point how you articulate the goal, I wouldn't say, Sarah, anymore that I, I just want to lose 75 pounds. I want to lose 75 pounds. I would start saying, I want to live at X amount of pounds. Whatever you are, 75 pounds lighter, I'd start saying, I want to live at X amount of pounds because that conditions your mind to think about you at the weight and as the person you want to be as opposed to thinking, I want to lose 75 pounds, which makes you think about the person who's gained the weight and failed and doesn't feel good and all the rest of it. So again, even a shift like that makes all the difference. But ultimately, I hope you go get the hypnosis session and watch the training because I think you'll get a lot out of it because you've got a lot of experience and wisdom um, that you can take into account. Um, yeah, real need for people that speak to guys. We have problems too. <laughs> yeah, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah, the guy thing, I know most of my clients are women, um, no doubt. And it's always been that way. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, guys, it's so crazy. The guy thing really is fascinating to me. And I will tell you why. Because guys, you know, like guys live don't live as long. Um, guys tend to suffer from more heart attacks. Guys walking around with, I mean, everyone's got, I don't, I don't know what the, it's interesting. I don't know what the stats are with weight between men and women. But, I mean, 82% of the population is overweight or obese. So it's, it's everyone. But guys especially are deep, deep, deep into it. One of the hardest parts of losing weight as a guy is that you eat healthier and a lot of your masculinity is tied into how you're eating and drinking, perhaps, and living. And so when you start becoming healthy, when you start eating healthier, it's it, it goes right to the core of your identity. And as a guy, it, it really does. It, it makes you question your masculinity in this culture. So I only bring that up to you because what really ends up controlling your weight are these subtle subconscious factors. It's not whether you have the right meal plan or not. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not about that. I promise you. I'm not saying that, that knowing what to eat and those things aren't, don't serve, have a place, but the way bigger piece is these subconscious pieces of how we're thinking about things. And yeah, as guys, it really is harder. Now guys though, the flip side of guys is they don't really, they're not as open to getting help either, unfortunately, typically. John, you're an outlier in that sense. So again, women are much more, you know, seemingly, you know, in my experience, they're much more open to, you know, actually working with a coach and, and getting some help with it. Um, but anyways, <laughs> but I think you're right. Erica says, is the full program the eight weeks only or is there anything ongoing or access to after that? Um, yeah, I mean, the full program, the full program is eight weeks, but get this right so it depends what you do so if you do the coaching what happens is it's eight weeks of coaching calls right so we have coaching calls every every tuesday and thursday right where, where you're working one-on-one with i don't say one-on-one -on -one. it's a group but i work like with you so i'll talk to you for again initially like i'll talk to you sometimes 20 minutes half an hour um just to kind of get a sense of who you are but then i'll check in with you every coaching call and sometimes i don't know it depends who's how many people are there and all the rest of it but uh, so that's eight weeks. So it's eight weeks of coaching, eight weeks of the program where, again, I deliver the phone through your pro, through, I deliver the program through your phone. And one part of the program that I love, speaking of hypnosis, is that I bookend your day. So these are bonuses I give you. Um, one of them is every morning you get a five minute hypnosis session. So you wake up in the morning. I know you're looking at your phone. There's a little message for me. You click on the message that brings you a five minute hypnosis session you listen to. And that calms you down and relaxes you, puts good stuff in your head go about your day. You tend to make healthier, better food choices when you're calm and relaxed. And then, uh, 
at night, you get another message from me reminding you to do the program yourself then technique. And if you want to, there's a 10 minute sleep gnosis session. And all these sessions have core weight loss mantras in them. And so it's helping you to develop a mindset of a thin, healthy person, but it's also calming and relaxing you down. So anyways, you get eight weeks of that delivered to your phone. So it becomes this cocoon. Um, and if you get the coaching, there's eight weeks of that. But you get lifetime access to the program. So and I'll, I can restart you with the emails. Um, I send you emails every day too with the links to the self-hypnosis sessions. So yeah, once you're in the program, I'll restart you forever if you want. Um, but yeah, you get lifetime access to the program. So, and then th there are some ongoing programs. Once you get through that, I have some, some um, more advanced classes for people that want to continue with some things, um, but you get access to it forever. So, uh, Sarah says, thank you for your content is awesome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Um, Moody, to sh Moody Shatuti. Guys getting teased for eating rabbit food is so sad. Yeah, I eat rabbit food, right? So there was a lot of that. That was, a, that, I'm getting, I just say that it was, everyone's got their own challenges, but that was a challenge for me is, you know, I, I come from, you know, I look at my history. I, you know, my, my dad was a, owned a muffler shop. You know, all, all my family, a lot of Greek immigrants, you know, blue collar workers. And so eating was like kind of the main thing and eating a lot of meat was the main thing. And uh, kind of being a man's man. And so all of a sudden when you start becoming a vegetarian, there, there's that level to it. So, and, and I, say, I only say that to you just to kind of highlight that there's these deeper subconscious levels that are influencing us in very powerful ways. A lot of times you just ignore. So uh, it'll show up for everyone in some capacity that if you start making healthier food choices, it's going to impact your friendships and your relationships, not necessarily positive. So just be aware of that. There's always solutions and strategies to deal with it, but you got to acknowledge it first to come up with them. And so there's a lot of like kind of hidden, you know, challenges that people don't notice. And if you don't notice them, you can never resolve them and fix them. And that's where I find a lot of people struggling with because we talk about it. We go into detail with it. And the things that knock people off track a lot of times are things you wouldn't just intuitively think, you know? Um, but yeah. All right, everyone, we got to get out of here. But uh, again, if you have not yet, uh, follow me on TikTok, right? If you don't follow me on TikTok, you won't see my videos randomly pop up and I'm always putting new videos up. So that's a good way to just kind of you know, you're going through your day and I'll say, you see the video that kind of inspires and motivates you. I've had a number of people say, you know, they're about to, you know, binge eat some bullshit and they saw my video and it got them right back on track. So again, that's all free. So follow me and, uh, you'll see my videos pop up. And, uh, if you, yeah, if you, if you haven't go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session. I give you, um, watch the video I made for you. Three steps to master your weight and read the emails. I send you all free. It's all completely free. And uh, listen to the podcast. Podcast is Program Yourself Then. It's on all the podcast platforms. Just search Program Yourself Then Podcast and you'll find it. And I do one of these every day. All right. And if you want to get on here live, they're usually usually 12 o'clock. You know, sometimes I got things come up, but I'm working more and more and more to start right at 12 o'clock on the dot. So if you have questions and you want to talk about anything, hop on. You know, I'd love to help you out because helping you out helps everyone out. All right. So thanks so much, everyone. Have a super day and we'll all talk soon. Bye.